This is the Mark Podcast from Lifeway Women. We're your hosts, Elizabeth Heineman and Kelly King. Each episode, we'll talk about what God is doing, how He has and is marking each of us. Sometimes that will be through interviews, and sometimes we'll have conversations around the table. We're so glad you've joined us today. Welcome to the Mark Podcast. I am Elizabeth Heinemann, and I'm here with my co-host, Kelly King. It's just the two of us today, Elizabeth. I know. We just thought it would be a great time to kind of take a little break um, and just talk about Thanksgiving because Thanksgiving is going to look different this year Mm -hmm. um, for a lot of us and also like, why do we even have Thanksgiving? So let's talk about why Thanksgiving is important. And this is just a note. It's Thanksgiving in uh, the United States of America coming up. Because we are an international podcast, <laughs> right? right? <laughs> yeah. And the Canadians have theirs, I think, actually, tomorrow as we're recording this or something like that. They're, they have theirs in early October. Um, oh, well, happy Thanksgiving, Canadian friends. It'll be a little late by the time we put this out, but That's yes. True. And I don't know if other... Um, countries around the world I don't know who all has like a sort of Thanksgiving celebration Um, they're probably called different things but in the United States we call it Thanksgiving and we have it in like late November (laughs) on a Thursday (laughs) I I heard someone say not too long ago they were like my husband just realized that Thanksgiving is always on Thursday and I thought really how old old is this guy okay well yeah Yeah. well it is confusing because it's one of our only holiday well I guess Thanksgiving and Easter well, yeah. no, I take it back. Like, a lot of our holidays always recur on this. <laughs> it's really just, like, Christmas that and New Year's that move around. <laughs> no, they don't move around. Christmas and the, yeah, Christmas yeah, doesn't move, move around. Yeah. Right, but they and, move and days. Fourth of July. Fourth <laughs> yeah. of July. It's always the Fourth of July. Yes. So, there you go. Which is another American holiday, but yeah. That and, that and Cinco de Mayo, which, in my opinion, should be an American holiday. I don't really think Mexico celebrates it as much as we just want it, an excuse to eat tacos, but. Yeah. Yes. Back to Thanksgiving. Yes. (laughs) Yes, Thanksgiving. (laughs) So even though it's not a Christian holiday in origin, there are biblical reasons why we should stop and give thanks. So um, you had noted in our show notes about 1 Thessalonians 5.18 that says we should give thanks in everything. Yeah. Um, yeah, so do you want just, to talk about that a little bit? Well, I, yeah, I was just thinking when we were talking about, you know, the importance of Thanksgiving. And, and it isn't a quote unquote, like it's not a, it's not something that we see in Scripture as far as a date. Like, you know, we do celebrate the birth of Christ. We celebrate the resurrection, even though those dates probably aren't the exact times, right. um, you know, Jesus's birth probably happened in the spring months. Um, it could have been, so we, we're not really sure about those. But I mean, the the biblical principles of Thanksgiving are throughout Scripture, and you know, First Thessalonians five eighteen does say that we should give thanks in everything. Which I just thought, of all years, we've got to give thanks in everything, yeah. even in the midst of a crazy twenty twenty. But there are so many things that we can be thankful for, and I don't know, Elizabeth. When I mean. I could be your mother in some ways, but I don't know if your mother was this way, but anytime my kids were complaining about things, it was always a really good thing to, to stop and go back and go, okay, tell me some things that you're thankful for. Yes. Like what are some, it, cause it just realigns your thought process and your, um, 
just your ability to go, okay, this is, it, I don't know, it takes away the selfishness a little bit, would you say? Yes, and I don't know that my mom did that as much as uh, I did that at camp when I had mm, yeah. campers. Because one of our, one summer, our scripture for recreation was uh, Philippians 2, where it says, do everything without grumbling or complaining, which was <laughs> yeah. the perfect Bible verse for a wreck on Mississippi, like on a football field in Mississippi during the summer, um, because Ugh. that's all you wanted to do is complain. And so I told them at the beginning of the week, if you complain, you have to offer three things that you're thankful for. And so there are kids that have told me, like, I've heard about kids like still doing this. And I did this recently with my nieces. Mm -hmm. I took them to the zoo and they were just complaining. And I was like, every time you complain, you have to name three things you're thankful for. So yeah, by the end of the day, what, they were like policing each other. <laughs> like, you just complained. What are three things you're thankful for? <laughs> I know. I know. And so it does, and, uh, it does take you out of the mood of complaining. Definitely. And even, you know, it's really kind of a good check because even at work or as a, as an adult, we can, if we're around people who start complaining, then it's like, it be, you just kind of feed off each other a yeah. little bit. And if someone can just stop and say, hey, what, you know, let's just talk about something we're thankful for right now. Like, what's something good that we can discuss? And I think Thanksgiving is a day where we can just stop and say, Wow, God, you have given us so much. And uh, most of all, you've given us your son. You know, even in the hard times and in difficult situations, we we know that we have we should have thankful hearts just because of the redemption that Christ offers to each of us. Right. So I think that's that's a, just a good way for reason for us to stop and do that. And I think, too, and I read an article um, today about this from Max Lucado, and I'll link to that. It was on our Facts and Trends blog, but they talked about, um, or he talked about how Christ is I am, like our God mm -hmm. is the God of the present. And so even in the midst, and he was telling the story of Jesus calming the storm. And so he was like, even in the midst of our storms, our God is there. And for that, we can always be thankful for that. Yeah. Like. God always is present. Um, so even in the midst of this crazy year and all the things that have happened, God is still here and he is with us, which leads us perfectly into the Advent season as we start talking about Emmanuel and mm -hmm. God with us. So we can start thinking about that in Thanksgiving, um, which actually times out really well for those of us in the United States um, to start looking toward Christmas um, and celebrating that as well. Yeah, and I, I have to admit, I'm pretty old-fashioned when it comes to Thanksgiving is kind of a marker for me. Like, I don't really want to think about Christmas until after I get through Thanksgiving. Yeah. And so I, I usually don't put my tree up. And I, and it's okay. I'm not, no judgment zone here if somebody <laughs> does. And, and I, you know, I, I will admit that I was listening to some Christmas music this morning because I just thought I need a little Christmas. But, you know, there is... Sometimes I think we rush through the Thanksgiving season in our quest to get to Christmas. But yeah. um, and, and what a great thing you mentioned Advent so that really that begins a season of preparing our hearts for Christmas, not mm -hmm. just the whole everything's happening around that, but just a great way for us to to be, you know, thankful in, in so many ways. Yes. I remember, in fact, I should look this up and we could put it in our show notes if it's still out there. Are you familiar with Calvin Miller, the author Calvin Miller? He was a I've, preacher. I've heard the name. Amazing man. He is kind of a renaissance. He was kind of a renaissance preacher in a lot of ways. Like he 
he actually taught at a couple of schools and seminaries, um, but he also was a, a unique author, mm-hmm. and he he was a he was a poet in many ways and also an artist. But he did a, a chapel one time at Oklahoma Baptist University, and I'll try to find that message. And it was around Thanksgiving, and it was just called "Thank You, God," and he just. He just kept saying that over and over again, why we should say, thank you, God. Mm -hmm. Why we should say, thank you, God. And he just, he started calling it TYG. (laughs) It's just TYG, thank you, God. And he just told some amazing, I mean, he's a a great storyteller and he's now in heaven, but I'll, I'll try to find that because that might be something that someone would want to be encouraged by this, this season. Yeah. And I think that's something that we can try to cultivate the habit during this Thanksgiving season, but it's something that we can definitely take out into the rest of our year. Um, Mm -hmm. And it's, it's somewhat appropriate that Thanksgiving comes at the end of the year for us. And, you know, then we have Christmas and it's so it's easy to be thankful during that time. It's not always as easy to be thankful in January and February. (laughs) (laughs) Especially in Nashville where it's gray the whole time. Yes. So I think if we go ahead and like form that habit, um, you know, however many days before the new year, then we can kind of just already be set with one, uh, sort of ha- new habit. We always try to make new habits in the new year. So let's just get a head start on that for next year and just, you know, make 2021 the year of thankfulness. That's right. And I don't think that's a bad goal to have at all. No, I, that would be a really good goal. If we could even just in our journaling, just write down every single day, if there was, you know, and not try to repeat ourselves, but yeah. like, can you imagine 365 days of things that we are grateful for? And, and I know, I mean, like I said, I have a lot of friends who do that during the season, but if mm-hmm. we did a whole year, I think that could really change our perspective on a lot of things. Yeah, yeah. I agree. And, and we might have to get a little specific and a little creative with um, some of our things. Because I feel like every time somebody's like, what are you thankful for, everybody? He's like, you know, my family, my friends, Jesus. And those are all great things to be yeah. thankful for, for sure. But then I also think like um, a few years ago, I said the thing that I give the thank I give thanks for the most often. So it's not necessarily the thing that I am most thankful for, but I most uh-huh. often say thank you, God, for is the ding that my car makes when I left the lights on <laughs> and try to get out because I had a car that did not do that. And so I would leave my lights on and my battery would run down fairly often. And so every time my car now reminds me of that, I am just like, thank you, God, for that (laughs) little ding, which I know is kind of silly. But at the same time, it has saved me so much like time and heartache trying to figure out how to get my car jumped off. That is so true. Yeah. I I love that question, too. Like, what do you give thanks for the most often, which may or may not be what you're most thankful for? but it kind of is also a reminder to give thanks for the things that you're most thankful for more it often. Does. It does. Yeah. Okay, turning turning just a little bit here. Mm-hmm. Thanksgiving meal. Okay. Um, I'm I'm not a huge turkey person. Oh, I um, love turkey. Do you? Okay. <laughs> yes. So, what is your favorite like part of Thanksgiving meal? Like that your family makes that you just like you look forward to that. So I am a big turkey and dressing person. Okay. Um, and in the South, we make our dressing with uh, cornbread, and it is not stuffed inside the turkey. <laughs> I have never yeah. in my life had turkey uh, dressing that was stuffed inside the turkey. So it's like a cornbread casserole with more turkey or sometimes chicken, which I've never understood 
why mm-hmm. we like cook another meat for the dressing, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. but that happens. And I've actually started making it for like for one side of my family. Um, I have my grandmother's recipe that I've somewhat adapted because uh, one thing I love about my grandmother's recipes, like all three of my grandmothers, like is interpreting them for what uh, it actually means because it's just like cut an (laughs) onion and then you're like how okay I cut it now what and it just never mentions the onion again and you're like I guess it goes Mm -hmm. in here I don't know or like my um, my dad's mom has a recipe for pies that I also make a lot and it's just like six to nine eggs I don't know. Oh, <laughs> that's a that's a big difference. Yeah, and then it just says, or for banana pudding, it's just like bananas, and you're just like, I don't know. We're just gonna have to guess. Um, <laughs> so I've kind of learned a little bit along the way of like, here's what I did this time. So let's, you know, I need more bananas next time or whatever. But yeah, and I my uncle always smokes the turkey, which is so okay. good. Okay, now that sounds really good. Yeah. and I have had fried turkey, and it is amazing. Yes. It was not what I expected. You know, it's not like Kentucky Fried Chicken or something like that. It's like, it's just, yeah. oh, my goodness. Like now, a deep fried turkey. Yes, yeah. that I can get into. But I'm just, yeah, I'm not, I'm not a huge. What's your favorite dish then? Pumpkin pie. Okay. It really is. I, I, I'm going to go straight to the desserts. Yeah. If I'm going to, that, and it's silly, but I don't eat a lot of rolls, but mm-hmm. I I love, like, having good rolls for Thanksgiving. Like, that's... Yeah. Do you, like, home make them, or is it, like, a Sister Schubert kind of situation? Uh, no. I mean, okay. it's sometimes it has been homemade, but most of the time, it's just those Rhodes rolls that you, you know, sit out and let them yeah. rise and everything. So, yeah, they're not really homemade usually, but I just, like hey, I said... If, if you can oh. get them already made and they're good, go yeah. for it. That's what I, I would say. I know. Yeah. But yeah, I love pumpkin pie, pecan pie, all the pies. All the pies are a really good thing. I have a, I'm the pie person in our family. And so I have a pumpkin spice pie recipe that I make. Ooh, so okay. it just gives it a little bit of edge and a little more flavoring, which I personally love. I don't know if my family loves it, but I still just make it every year because I'm like, there's only two people that eat this. Everybody okay, else so, eats the fudge pie. <laughs> so what's the spice? Like, is it a pumpkin spice or is it a cinnamon? Yeah, or? Um, there's like some cinnamon. I'm trying to remember what all's in it, but it's there's several spices, a nutmeg. And then you put just a little bit. I think it's like an eighth of a teaspoon or something of pepper. Which I think like it's just, just like, regular, pe- just like black regular pepper, black pepper, and it like just brings out the rest of the flavors. I think. Okay, so, so. I think I think this is something we should do, Elizabeth. You and I have <laughs> never done this on the Mark podcast, but I think we should channel our inner inner cooking, you know, yeah. abilities, and we should put recipes on the show notes. So right. you put, put your the pie. pie recipe, which I like found yeah. on Pinterest. So it's not original to me, but I will put that on there. <laughs> I will put my, I, I usually make an apple pie for my family because no one else likes to make it. And so I love making my apple pie. So I'll put my apple pie recipe on there. All right. That, that sounds perfect. That. Do, okay. Here's the big question. Do you make your own crust? I have not done, well, I did it one year and it was not a success. So I'm still working Uh, on perfecting it. Um, I've gotten some tips in the past year that I'm going to try to employ this Thanksgiving because I really want to, but I just haven't found like a good way to do it yet. So do you make yours? Well, I've done both. And, and I, my mom has a really good, I mean, my mom's 
it was really simple, just, mm-hmm. you know, simple flour and shortening and water pretty much. Um, so I, I use that. But you know what? It's hard to beat those Pillsbury pie crusts that you just take out and roll them out. I mean, they taste great. Yeah, that's what the one time I tried to make them, my family was like, this is okay, but we really like the store-bought ones. <laughs> so I was like, all right, why go through this effort then? Why? But I, I want to be able to do it, so I do want to try again this year to make my own. There you go. Okay, so we were going to talk a little bit about Friendsgiving. Yes. Because have, that's become a, a really popular thing over the last several years. Yeah, so Friendsgiving, and we kind of were talking a little bit about about this before we recorded and I've been to a few Friendsgivings. Have you been to any, Kelly? I have never been to a Friendsgiving. That doesn't mean I don't have friends listeners. <laughs> so you don't need to invite me. But I, I do think that it's really kind of your generation, Elizabeth. Like my daughter, like they do a Friendsgiving every single year and everybody brings kind of the dish and they, mm-hmm. you know, all meet together and stuff. And I think it's really sweet. I think that's a great idea. I just have, that's n- never been part of my you know, what I've done. And yeah. so tell us a little bit about like, what is it and why it's, why it's important to do it? Yeah, I think it's just an opportunity for friends to get together, to get together and give thanks for being friends. And so I've done it a couple of different ways. Um, we have the tradition, more traditional kind where we all bring a dish and we have like turkey and dressing and all the things. Um, but then the past few years, I have one group of friends that we've started going out for Friendsgiving brunch, which I I highly recommend. <laughs> yeah, that's that sounds a lot easier. <laughs> because also at that point, usually we've had so many like turkey dinners that uh-huh. we're like, okay, you know, we need some more variety. And then a, co- a few years ago, we just did it because that was the only time we could get together. And we were like, we're never going back because this is amazing because someone else cooks for us and it's a celebration. So we feel like we can kind of go big and get, you know, like the donut appetizers or whatever. <laughs> and um Yeah, so that's fun. And it's just a way to celebrate friendships and, you know, um, tell the people that you love that you're thankful for them. And I think a lot of for a lot of millennials, like we have gone out. I was telling you this, like we've moved away maybe from where Mm -hmm. our family is. And so a lot of times we've made our own families. So it feels weird to have a holiday that we don't celebrate with these new families that we found and friends. And I mean, I haven't moved away from home, but a lot of my friends go home for Thanksgiving or go home for Christmas. And so they don't get to celebrate those holidays with their friends that um, they see more often a lot of times than their family members. Yeah. So, and you said your daughter, they get back together. They do. So, uh, and a lot of them still live kind of, near each other but they've you know they're all out of college now they've all kind of gotten into their careers and so uh, they don't have as as many opportunities to be together and Mm -hmm. so it's kind of an intentional hey let's let's just kind of connect again and let's just go you know it's a good place good time for them to think about where they've been and and what's going on in their lives and uh they're just the good sweet friendships they have and you know as we're thinking about this i mean i don't necessarily do friendsgiving but my family does have a tradition that we do around Christmas mm-hmm. with some friends because when my children were little and um, we did a play group, some of my friends, we, we had a play group and there's like four families and 
I mean, our kids are now 30 years old, and we still, like, that is a priority for our families mm-hmm. at, at Christmas to get together and reconnect. And yeah. our kids try to be there as much as they can. Now that now that a lot of our kids are married and things like that, it's a little bit harder for us all to get together, but it is still, like, we still plan it. And it's like, okay, this is the day. So it's, it's almost like a Friendsgiving, but just you know, later, um, around, more around Christmas. But I, you know, I had a friend one time that she was, um, single in her, you know, late sixties, early seventies. And she, she was kind of lonely at Thanksgiving. Mm -hmm. And so I don't think she would have ever called it Friendsgiving. That probably wouldn't have been a term that she, (laughs) you know, thought about. It's kind of like we have Galentine's and, you know, on Valentine's Day. But um, she was so intentional about inviting people to her home on Thanksgiving that didn't have a place to go. I love that. And uh, one of them was a couple that were missionaries in Africa for Mm -hmm. their entire lives. And their children still didn't live near them. But I just remember her telling us stories uh, about hearing from them and their just the prayers of what people prayed for them and and the things that God did in in Africa for them. So that was kind of cool. And yeah. and I think we can use a friendsgiving to really think about the people who may not have someone to share the holiday with. Yeah, and I think this year um we can do that as well with people that may or may not be able to go home because of the yeah. pandemic and yeah. just, you know, travels limited. Also, we may or may not, depending on everybody's relatives and like what their health is like, you may not want to mm-hmm. be around, you know, your older relatives. And so one of the things that we also want to talk about was just some like tips for hosting Thanksgiving or Friendsgiving or whatever. And I think one is, if at all possible, see if you can do it outside. I know that's not possible for people like in colder climates, but for a lot of us in the South, that is, I mean, I've had Thanksgiving and Friendsgiving outside before. And so I think, um, you know, try to, you might have to get creative and rent some heaters or something or do a bonfire. But Mm -hmm. I think that could be a fun um, Thanksgiving activity as well. Um, and just kind of something a little bit different. And um, and it, it would be a great way. I've heard of people doing it in their front yard, like hosting a Thanksgiving in their front yard. So then the neighbors feel like they can just like stop by. Oh, yeah. And so that might be a way to like invite others in. And I've also, um, one of my friends host a pancake breakfast on Thanksgiving. So they do oh, it through their, fun. and they've done it through their church, and they just kind of get people who um, may not go home for Thanksgiving to help out with it. And so it's like a lot of college students or young adults that are like helping serve, and they do it through their church, and so or they have in the past, and so it kind of also serves as an evangelism and a like a way to invite people to their church as well. Um, so that's pretty fun because they just kind of like they just advertise it. it's like, hey, if you don't have anywhere to go, um, come at least get some good pancakes. And, <laughs> you know, right. and it's not during the, th- the dinner time. So a lot of like I know a lot of um, soup kitchens and shelters and things will serve like a dinner. But this is for the morning. So they get a lot of people that are, you know, whether it's because they don't have a home to go to literally or because they just don't have anyone in town to celebrate with, they can all kind of come together for breakfast. Um, So that's a fun, a fun idea as well. I I know for many years and it's going to look different this year, um, especially the church that we went to um, for, for many years, every Thanksgiving day, we would, 
um, deliver meals um, mm-hmm. to, to different families that maybe needed a meal. And we would, that was a connection point, not just from our church, but from one family to another. And we called it Families Feeding Families. And I think that's going to be a, like, we really probably couldn't do that this year um, in the same way. Like there's a lot of meals and a lot of people handling a lot of food and yeah. boxes and things like that. But I do think that the church is planning on doing some food drives and mm-hmm. delivering, you know, canned goods, some things like that to, to families that they know that are in need. And that's a great evangelism tool as well, because I mean, what is it? One in four children yeah. are are in you know in, in a situation where there's yeah, yeah with food. So that and I, you know you never know. Even the people in your church. I remember one year um, a group of students that I taught and we talked about just being hungry. And I made the comment. I, I'm sure none of us have ever had to worry about where our next meal is. And one of the girls in my group really did. And I yeah. found out about it and I was able to to do something. So to be sensitive to, to those needs mm-hmm. and to know that in the midst of a pandemic, that's probably going to look a little different too. Yeah. And more widespread where more people are feeling that mm-hmm. for sure. And, and I think along with that, uh, one of the things that our college ministry does every year is we normally have a Thanksgiving meal that one of the small groups cooks yeah. for our college students. And because of COVID and just not being able to like be near each other in a building, uh-huh. we're kind of having to rethink that. And so we ended up um, setting up a time to volunteer at like a food banks. Um, I think it's a food bank. Um, but we can do that safely. They They've you know, made ways for us to do that safely. So that's what we're doing instead of our Thanksgiving meal for our college students. So this is a good time to like think about different ways that you can serve. And it might be that you have to get creative, check with your church because your church is probably already trying to think through these kinds of things. Um, I know my church is, we're, you know, boxing up food constantly Mm -hmm. to, to give to kids that, relied on the lunch program at school right, so right. um and yeah. on the other spectrum are senior adults who right. are in, I mean, I would say, you know, check on some of the people in your church who maybe aren't in assisted living and maybe they aren't able to to get out for Thanksgiving or they can't be with other people. So it's a good time for us to to check on them and to, to make sure they're taken care of, not just with food, but just to know that that we love them and we're thinking about them and we want to stay connected to them because I think it's, it's a, this is, this is just a year where we've all experienced a little isolation in different yeah. ways. And I think a, a easy way to do that, that would be uh, okay with the pandemic mm-hmm. would be to think about writing some notes to people and just expressing yes. why you're thankful that they're in your life. So it, it has a very like Thanksgiving feel to it, but I know my dad and I were just talking about how um, the mailbox has become a lot more important this year as we were like isolated in our homes because it had become a thing where it's like people don't even check their mail every day. But now it's like, oh, I get to go to the mailbox and see Mm -hmm. if anybody's delivered anything. And, you know, it's mostly like coupons and uh, junk mail and bills. But um, so I think just getting anything in the mail is exciting. And then what a joy that would be to just get, you know, a note that says, hey, I'm thankful for you. And so as I, you know, am celebrating Thanksgiving, I wanted to write you a note and let you know why I'm thankful for you and why I thank God for you. And that's a very yeah. biblical 
uh, mm-hmm. sentiment as well, because Paul does that in many of his letters. Um, oh, I know. Yeah, that's so true. I mean, like his, his, you know, endings and conclusions of his letters, he's always, you know, saying that. Or even really at the beginning. Yeah, he I think start, it's in 1 Thessalonians, it's, isn't yeah, it? Or, it's like, yeah. I thank God for you every day in my prayers. Yeah, I mean, like in the beginning and the end of his, a lot of his letters are kind of, it's a bookend of, wow, I thank God every time I'm, you know, I pray for you and I'm remembering you. And that's a great idea of just, I I know I've been a lot more intentional this year about, you know, since the pandemic happened of writing notes to people, even just people on my team at work and birthdays. I'm terrible at birthday cards, Elizabeth, and I don't remember birthdays well, but I've just really made it a priority like on my desk i've just got birthday cards now and i just every week i look to see whose birthday and make sure that i've got cards and you know going out just because i i feel like it is fun to get mail there is something about that that we can enjoy so that's a great idea for people to do that yeah and i think that would just be an easy way to um live out first thessalonians 5 18 that says we should give thanks in everything but also Mm -hmm. to encourage other people and don't forget your church staff as you do that because they've had an especially hard year (laughs) so please send them a note as well to just let them know that you're thankful for them and what they're doing um, every day but especially this year and i think you know if you have any connections with college students as well, I think that's another group that is probably feeling very discouraged. And mm-hmm. after a lot of college students are going to be going home after Thanksgiving this year. Yeah, and that's going to be it. Yeah, yeah, and that's it. That's the end of their semester. So that's going to be definitely something that's different. And so just it's always encouraging. I know I had a, a sort of pen pal when I was in college, an older lady at my church my home church that would send me letters Mm -hmm. and it was a highlight of my week every time she sent a letter and so um and she just would do that as part of her ministry and i loved that so just keep those people in mind especially this time of year um but yeah i think that's that's most of what we were going to talk about uh thanksgiving friendsgiving and before we finish, mm-hmm. we have to thank someone really, really special on this podcast. <laughs> yes. We have to thank Caleb, our audio engineer, because Caleb has set us up with some new podcasting software. Yes. So we're recording on that, and we are praying that it's all working really, really well. But he has been so patient to help us learn all the technology, and he's always so faithful every week to make it sound better than we than we do yes we are thankful for his high standards and audio quality and we know that you are thankful for that as well because you are hearing the fruits of his labor (laughs) that's right (laughs) but we are very Um, thankful for him and we're thankful for you our listeners yes so yeah go on go on and give us some good ratings and reviews we'd love that too by (laughs) the way express your thanksgiving (laughs) that's right that's right oh it's been good to just talk and think through this because i probably needed this today yes me too it's always good to have the reminder to be thankful so thank you listeners for listening and we will talk to you soon bye Thanks so much for listening. If you want to join in on the conversation, you can find us on Twitter and Instagram at Kelly D. King and at E.D. Heineman. Use the hashtag Marked Podcast to connect with us. You can also find Lifeway Women on all social media channels at Lifeway Women. All of today's show notes will be posted at lifewaywomen.com slash podcast. 
If you love the show, leave an iTunes review. It's a great way for other people to hear about the podcast. We'll see you next time. 